listening to The Big Album Show with Paul Dillon and Dan O'Neill. Welcome to our new season of The Big Album Show podcast. I'm Paul Dillon. And I'm Dan O'Neill. Don't forget, please follow us at The Big Album Show on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and find us wherever uh, you like uh, in terms of we're on all the podcast platforms. Uh, we're both really excited to welcome our first guest of the season. He's the wonderful, unique, amazing talent, uh, John Spillan, who has wed us all since 1997 with a string of terrific records. His latest record launches this October. It's called In Another Light. And John, you are really so welcome onto the big album show. Thanks a million, Paul. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you, Dan. Lovely to be here. Thank you for thanks for the gig. Delighted. Yeah, we're, we're thrilled to have you on the show. I have your your fantastic book here, oh. um, and it's a signed copy. You signed this in uh, when you visited Fedamore in County Limerick. Oh, were you um, there? Uh, no, I wasn't there. Unfortunately, I had to travel for work. But uh, my mother-in-law picked up the book and uh, gave it to me as a Christmas present, and I was absolutely delighted. Um, so it's great to uh, meet you over Zoom. Um, there's something absolutely beautiful about your music. There's, you know, almost, um, I hope you don't mind me saying this. There's something well, listen, almost kind hey, of... you're, you're singing my song, my friend. You're saying all the right things. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dan. I uh, know there's something kind of uh, childlike in terms of the innocence within the music sometimes, as if you're like almost spiritual in a way that you're, you're so in touch with people, place, um, emotion. How do you kind of get yourself into the mindset which allows you to take in the world in the way in which uh, allows you to write the beautiful songs you write? Well, thank you so much, Dan. Well, I suppose what I do really is I, I try and write a poem first, really. So I'm coming from a poetry place, you know, so um, I try and write a good lyric. That's, you know what I mean, um, which is, um, you know, poetry. And then, like, if that's good, then when you put music to it, then that makes it into a, a whole different, you know, um, a whole different thing. So I suppose that I'm, I'm, I'm a kind of a words mostly. And then the music is kind of gives it a magic dust then. So that's that's my method, really. Um, I'm, look, I'm working on a fabulous song commission at the moment for um, two giant cr- mechanical cranes in Cork Harbour. And I have to uh, have it ready for the 22nd of September. And uh, so what I do is I write lyrics and I get, you know, folklore and stuff and uh, giant. They're named after two local giants. And then I'll, I'll do work on that for a few weeks. And then when I have it that good, then I'll come to the music later. So that's my method. Okay. Yeah. John, it's, a, it's, it's an enormous pleasure to have, have you on the show. And, and I was thinking about my own musical journey with you down through the years. And you've accompanied me on many. It's a car journey. So oh, thank I'm, you. I'm so honoured. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm old-fashioned, uh, John, in the sense that the CD is still king. Myself and Dan come from the 90s, so we're still CD guys. But, um, yeah. you know, really beautiful. And, and one of the things that's always struck me about your music is that in many sense, John, this is just pure speculation on my part, you know, bear in mind, I, I was in UCD for the sociology, so I, I come up with these things. Mm-hmm. Your, your, your music is really a kind of, a, 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 for me, a massive response to globalization because it's so local and so much now of what we hear is, you know, has no sense of place. It could belong anywhere in the world. So okay, much okay. of the mainstream yeah. music. And yeah. I think what you do, your capacity to bring it down to the very, very local. I just think it's, it's something very, very beautiful. Of course, there's universal themes in it. But what I wanted to ask you about it, John, is something that's really interested me 
is where do you see the role? I mean, this is an, uh, your latest record is, of course, a live record. But where do you see the role of the album now? Because is the album the long format? Is the long form record, is that still relevant now in a way that it was before? I think it is because I think it's an art form, you know, and I think now, no, because it's all individual songs on Spotify and, you know, playlists these days. I think we're going to have to think more about the album. You know, I mean, very what, what I've done down the year sometimes is I waited until I had enough good songs to make a record. But in a way, they might not have gone together. You know what I mean? But I think we're going to have to think about ways of making a, a collection of songs that are relevant to each other, you know, because I think a lot of the great classic albums, you know, are of they're a set set piece of work, you know. So I think we're going to have to. Um, um, but I do think the album will will survive because I think it's an art form. And the thing about music and songwriting is I think people do it anyway, even if they get no money for it, you know, or if, even if there's, you know, there's no record contract, there's no record company. We're going to do it anyway. So um, I think that the album will survive. And uh, but I think people will have to think about it more a bit more. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really, really interesting. I mean, the 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 the. the uh, the, uh, the traditional format of the record of the album has changed so, so much now, hasn't it? And the idea that our single album or a single record can have the kind of huge influence that it maybe once had, it, it's no longer that maybe with, with, with everything that's changed. But tell us about this record, John, because we, we've, we, we're both really looking forward to that formal launch in October. But tell us about it. This is a live record. Yeah, and this is um, like very, very sweet for me because there's 10 songs in it that span, you know, my whole career from when I started writing songs and um, I picked, the, so I got a gig at a festival called the Right Here, Right Now Festival in the Cork Opera House. And I got to do 10 songs arranged for concert orchestra. And um, the first one happened um, last year um, on Paddy's Day. They did one of my songs with the RTE Concert Orchestra. So um, it's taken the songs, which are kind of folk acoustic, you know, songs um, and given them the big orchest orchestrations. And um, there's four different arrangers and they've, they're all four are wonderful. A man called Paul Frost did the most most of them. He did five, I think. And um, it's a big cinematic feel, but it's um, it was a buzz for me to sing with the orchestra. And it was a big night that we did last December, which we recorded. And luckily, everything fell into place, you know, and that I was able to. It was a huge challenge for me to sing with an orchestra, you know, and uh, luckily everything fell into place. I, I, I fairly nailed it with the vocal. I had my friend Pauline Scanlon doing harmonies and she anchored me. And then um, we, you know, we had one go and we captured a beautiful night and every every instrument was recorded separately and then it was mixed. And uh, I'm really, really proud of it. So it's got a big cinematic feel. So at this point in my career, because I'm 61, it's a kind of retrospective album of 10 of the best songs. And um, three of them are from last year's album. So, there's, so it, hopefully the new stuff is as good as the old stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that—that's one of the one of the things I'm very aware of that you that the quality of the music has never dipped and waned ever. And in fact, if anything, it's getting better and better. Normally, it's the opposite, you know. You know, I mean, but but it's it's lovely to see. Um, it's and in another light, um, launch in October, and you know, I think people are fans of yours are just going to really look forward to it, aren't they, Dan? Yeah, absolutely. When you mentioned the when you said earlier on that we're going to do it anyway to Paul's question about. Uh, about the album format, it reminded me of that song uh, by Gillian Welch, you know, uh, the one it's called Everything is Free Now. 
and that's ah. the refrain and the song. It's a be- beautiful song, but I just thought it. I'd say I don't that know that, but I'm, I will look it up because I do love. I adore Gillian Welch. Oh, it's it's brilliant. Yeah. Do do check out that song because she sings about the fact that you know that this was written about um you know maybe about fifteen years ago, just when the MP3 ah. became a big thing, and she's talking about the 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 the, the fact that the record industry has realised that musicians and artists will produce for free. Mm. And um, and 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 she uses that line, and um, we were going to do it anyway, you know. So it's it's a really interesting song. You should check it out. But yeah, it, when when you were speaking about your new album there, John, and you were talking about um, the fact that you kind of it's 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 a one take wonder in that it's a live recording, and yeah. and, and you mentioned uh, your friend uh, Pauline um, singing with you. I just think that the vocals are incredibly powerful on the album and, you know, it sounds every bit as good, if not better than any studio recording I've, I've heard of, of yourself. So I'd, re- I'd definitely recommend the album to the listeners. But um, when you kind of go into the setting of standing there with an orchestra behind you, is it daunting? Because I'm sure you're used to playing gigs with a very much, uh, very much a smaller setup. Was it daunting to do that? Yeah, it was extremely daunting. And like we had a rehearsal two days before the show, and I realised at the rehearsal that I was out of my depth. You know, because like I, um, so like I play with a certain, I play to a beat. You know what I mean? I, I create the beat myself, but it's you know it's a rhythmic thing. But with an orchestra, it's very free. And your man is waving the bat, bat on around there, like, and it's flipping everywhere. And I'm saying, where's the beat? You know, there's no drummer, there's no percussionist, there's no one to follow. So I was latching onto the harpist. The harpist was the nearest to a normal musician that I could see, you know. So for some of the songs, but I, if I found it hard to anchor myself, like to be in time with the orchestra. And he was saying, no, we don't play in time. We just leave it breathe. And, you know, we leave spaces. And I said, well, where do you leave? You know, so, so I was giving them some MIDI files, so I realized after the rehearsal that I was kind of in, out of my depth. So I spent like a full day working with the MIDI files, trying to figure out, counting the beats, counting the gaps, you know, um, trying to get my place. So we had a rehearsal on the day, which went very well. And then on the night, I was able to, you know, stay in with the orchestra. You know, it, it's just, um, I don't have the training, you know. I mean, they're, 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 they're talking a language I didn't even understand. So a huge challenge. And I spent the whole night concentrating on being in the right place at the right time, staying in tune and, you know, with the singing and not shouting and stuff like that. So, yeah, we, 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 myself and Dan have been fortunate enough to have a, had other guests on the pod who have done similar uh, type recordings. And, you know, it's so fascinating to hear. The, 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 I think people are going to really love hearing the tracks in this format because there, I think people will be surprised. I mean, I, I love this. I, I just think what you did, I, I think cinematic, you know, really, really yeah. captures it. Um, one of the things I'd like to ask you about, John, is um, on the show here, we normally take three tracks um, and we have a, have a little look at them. And I, I was wondering if I could ask you, if is, it a, is this an impossible question to ask? If it is, uh, yeah. please let us know. But if you, could, if you could take three tracks off in another light, um, which is there a tree that you would choose? Is there a tree that you say, "Wow, you know, that's really that's really something there"? Have you have, have you got a top tree for us? I have, and <laughs> and, and and they're the three singles, and uh, you know, and I didn't pick them actually. My manager Kira picked them, um, so the first one is um, Princess Street because it's the first song, like it's from 1983 or something. Like when I, mean, I was 21, 22 when I wrote that song, and it was my first, you know, big song or you know, and Princess Street 
Um, you know, I'm very proud of it that it has survived because in 2020, just before COVID, there was a competition in Cork City Library, lads, for Cork's favourite song. And the public put in a huge amount of songs. And like, I have a lot of songs about Cork, you know, Passage West, you know, I have songs about Mallow, Ballancolleg, you know, Princess Street. So I had a lot of songs on the list. But on the in the top 10, I had Princess Street got in there. Up against the banks of my own lovely Lee, um, the boys of Fair Hill, um, and Pucker Builla, you know, big songs like, you know, and uh, ultimately it was defeated by the Frank and Walters. And um, after all, you know, fair play <laughs> to the lads. But still, the fact that Princess Street got in there was huge for me, yeah. you know. So, um, so I've had a lot of um, great positive affirmations in my songwriting career, but that was one of them, you know. Uh, so Princess Street was definitely one that I'm very proud of. And um, the single is, is um, coming out today, I think, or it, the video will be launched very soon anyway, in the next day or two. And um, video. so that's the, we've made a lovely video. Mm. So, so Princess Street is one. And the second one then is um, the Dance of the Cherry Trees, which is, um, which we released as a single in May. And I think it's a beautiful arrangement, you know, because it's very, you know, glorious and lush. So that's my second one, Princess Street, the Dance of the Cherry Trees. And the third one then is Passage West, which is um, the orchestrator did a big, you know, big drumming tattoos and totally got into the big picture. So um, they're my three. Thanks, lads. They're, they're fantastic choices, John. Like, uh, I'm going to be a bit self-indulgent here for a moment and just comment on some of your songs that you've mentioned and maybe throw in another one, because I just want to give you kind of my, 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 my relationship with the songs. Um, like you mentioned the dance of, of the cherry tree. And um, every time I think of that song, I remember I was living um, a few years ago now, maybe about six or seven years ago, I was living in Rings End in Dublin um, in, in a place called Stella Gardens. And there's cherry blossom trees on the, on the road uh, in, in, in Stella Gardens. And I remember one day I was feeling particularly anxious and a little bit down um, and... I saw the cherry blossom trees and your song came into my mind and that whole concept of, you know, traveling around the world and, you know, that unity of we can do this, lads, come on. And then I read when I was reading your book, I was struck um, by the fact that you wrote it in 1998 when you were on in a, in a bit of a bad place in terms mm. of the weather and so on. Will you tell us a little bit about writing that song and why you think it appealed so much to people? Yeah, well, I think I was very lucky. I was very blessed to get that song. Um, I, I was very down at the time. I had been, my health was bad. I had a thing called a collapsed lung. You know, it was, I think it was from too much rock and roll, really. Like, you know, um, <laughs> um, you know, bad living. And um, so I was run down and I went to, I was in the hospital and I was, but I was okay. I mean, it patched up fine and it never recurred. But um, it happens to musicians who have too many late nights, uh, among other things. So, um yeah, I came out of the out of the regional hospital in Cork feeling really down and, you know, feeling, you know, I suppose, you know, sorry for myself. And it was a very grey and dark April um, afternoon. And uh, I was feeling, you know, down. And next thing I saw this cherry blossom tree, which seemed so um, colourful and so bright, tot in total contrast to everything, the greyness of the surroundings and the greyness of the sky and seemed kind of illuminated almost. You know what I mean? Seems like kind of almost shining, like with the pink blossoms and ridiculously happy and bright. So it seemed like almost like say like a vision, but like, uh, you know, so. Um, so I wrote a song, I wrote a song, but um, when I wrote the song first, I used to sing it quite slow and it was quite sad. 
you know. But then when you do it fast with a bit of a more pickup beat, it's happier. So it's an f- interesting song that way. Um, but um, no, it's amazing because the visual aspect of it means that a lot of people, it's like lads, like it's like I own the cherry blossom trees in this country. That's what it's like. Because <laughs> you know, people see it and they think of the song. Yes. You can see the tree and think of the song, you know, so it has got into the national consciousness in some way. So, um, so it's fabulous. And people tell me stories all the time, you know, like when my child was born, there was a cherry blossom tree outside the window and I thought of the song or when my grandmother died, I saw a cherry blossom tree or, you know, this kind of stuff. So mm. fabulous connections. And and, yeah. and, and um, before you jump in there, Paul, I just want to jump on another song that you didn't mention that's on the album, um, which is another one of your classic songs, which is uh, All the Ways You Wander. And uh, I, 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 I genuinely think that's one of the most beautiful Irish songs I've ever heard. And, and, and that's not I'm not just saying that because you're on the show. John. Thank you so much. I, I really, really believe that. And it's one of those like I, I play a bit of guitar myself and it's one of those songs that I, I like to, to, to play. And it's one of those songs if, if I'm trying to get my daughters to sleep. That, ah, I will, that, so that, that I will honored. sing yeah. because honestly, it's 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 so beautiful. And um, one of the when when I when I kind of listen to the lyrics, the the bit that kind of stands out to me as a bit that I, I I it's not that I don't understand it, but it 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 poses okay. a question mark. Is the refrain the bit that says I'll wait for you like a true friend? I'll wait for you till the very end. What were you thinking when you wrote down those lyrics? I was just, I suppose I was saying, I love you really. And I'd always be here for you. Really. That's, that's basically the thing. Like, I mean, I wrote, I wrote it for my daughter when she was small, mm. you know, and like, you know, we were a bit, you know, I had broken up with her mother and then they went to Spain for a while. And so there was, I was, I was sending her stuff to Spain. You know, she was only four or something, five. And I was sent her, I sent her stories and I sent her that song and, you know, stuff like that. So, so like a kind of a lullaby. I'll wait for you. To, like I'll always be true, I suppose. Something like yeah. that, you know. Uh, it's 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 an absolute, uh, absolute fabulous song. Thank you so yeah. much. I'm so proud of it, and it's it, it's it's got a new life recently because um, it got translated into Irish, oh. and uh, there's an Irish language version of it now, which I did not translate it, but uh, this guy called Simon O'Feilline. But it's working really well, and um, the singer Edel Vaughan, now in County Clare, who sings with the Kilfenora Cayley Band, is recorded the Irish language version. And it sounds quite shanosy, you know, she slows it down. And so, um, so the song is going well. And I'm so, thank you so much. Anyway, I'm so delighted you like the song, Dan. Yeah, be- before we hit on to uh, kind of a rapid fire buzz round from, that, from, from Dan, I, I just wanted to say to, to you, John, or put it to you about, you know, what you do. And again, it's not to be sycophantic because we try to be just honest with, we're, we're just music fans. And we, we just try to be honest. But what I what's always struck me about what you do is you bring connection uh, to your music and you connect with people. Um, and I love the fact that you play so many small local gigs around Ireland and places that I've never seen a gig. And you Fair see more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just think I just think that's absolutely fantastic, you know, and, and that you you connect with people on that level. And you, you know, if you know, and we were we're being so lucky to have so many great guests on this pod and people we really, really like and really admire. But one thing that strikes me about you, John, is your accessibility that you don't bring with this. Uh, you bring with you, you bring a connection with the audience and with the listener. You don't uh, put yourself above uh, people. You seem to have this just this great gift to connect with people. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely not above anyone. 
I mean, are, do we not live in a republic where everybody is equal <laughs> and the person who serves you your food is not beneath you in any way? You know what I mean? You know, so, um, but I do love, um, um, like, Fedemore, for using as an example. I, I was, a lot, I, I love being invited to places like that, you know, which are in County Limerick, call it the back of beyonds. But <laughs> I mean, I had a fabulous night and the warmth of the community there was brilliant. And uh, I'd love if they kept me on and said, we want a song about Fedemore. Because every place like that has local treasures. You know, they have, yeah. there's holy wells, there's standing stones, there's legends. You know, Ireland is full of this kind of stuff and so much of it is lost. So um, tell the crowd in Fenimore to bring me back and <laughs> tell them to commission me for a song as well. You know, so I love that kind of fun, you know, that 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 that, that engagement. Yeah, well, that, that, that can be sorted, I'm sure. Um, OK, quick fire round of questions, as I say. These are kind of just for the crack, so don't take them too seriously. Okay. And um, whatever comes into your mind is the correct answer. You know, it's okay. uh, it's uh, not not it's just for the laugh. Okay, so the first album you ever bought, um, the White Album by the Beatles, and I, I adore the Beatles. Yeah, uh, uh, well, we have we're two massive <laughs> Beatles fans, but yeah, then again. Yeah. Everyone's a ma- ma- massive Beatles yeah, yeah. fan, I think. Uh, what's your favorite type of weather? Oh, um, I like I like a sunny day. Yeah, I like the I like the blue skies and the sunny day. Yeah. Okay, your favorite food? Oh, ah, uh, you know, um, potatoes. Potatoes. Yeah, I like. I'm a real like you know, roast potatoes, boiled potatoes, smiling out of their jackets, chips. Uh, um, you know, potatoes in all their forms. Uh, as a as a cork man, would you like a crew bean? Nah, I wouldn't nah. go crew bean. Um, too fatty for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So, what song by someone else gives you goosebumps? Oh, um, I love Leonard Cohen songs. He's one of my favorites. I picked the one about um, I loved you in the morning. Um, hey, that's no way to say goodbye. Okay, brilliant, brilliant choice. Um, what's your funniest memory? Oh. Gosh, um, and I'm getting one now off the top of my head. I'll think of what happened over the weekend. Um, um, oh, I, I, I good crack yesterday because uh, I was in Clare Island, and um, there was a guy there from County Limerick, actually, from near Knocklong, and he he was an old guy, and he'd been to India, and it was the worst. He was the, he was the wrong person to go to India. He hated every second he was in India. <laughs> He, he couldn't get out of there quick enough. And as he recounted his, his experience of being on the Indian subcontinent, we were just rolling around laughing. So that was the funny thing. That was the laugh over the weekend. Brilliant. If you could choose, um, if you if you could choose what you dream of, what would you dream of tonight? Oh, oh, I love I, I'd love to get more in touch with the dreaming, you know. Um, oh, man, the, 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 like the. The opportunities there are enormous, you know, <laughs> but I'd, I'd love to remember um, I'd love to dream of like days of childhood. You know, I'd love to remember certain days that you because I think the childhood memories are very selective. I mean, you went to school probably like about 5000 days and but you only remember like, you know, seven or eight of them, you know. <laughs> so I'd love to get the, the, the best days of your childhood and be able to dream them back. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. Another brilliant answer. Two more questions for you. So what's the worst bit of advice you've ever been given? Oh, Jeannie, um, I can't think of a clever answer to that now off the top, off the top of my head, Dan. The worst bit of advice um, I've ever been given. Um, 
I don't know. I'll have to skip that one. Can I okay. give the best bit of advice? Yeah, that, yeah that's <laughs> the next one. Yeah. Okay. Well, the best bit of advice is um, keep on doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I say to people all the time, and I, you know, I do a lot, a lot of songwriting workshops, and um, I, you know, I um, I, t- I said to people, keep on doing what you're doing. And um, you know, that seems to be like, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the worst advice. Um, I don't know if I ever got a. Um, I suppose people people told me did people did tell me you'll never get nowhere yeah yeah people did say you know like you're mad to, you know with the music and to be a professional musician I mean I did not receive encouragement as a young person like to to go and be a professional musician yeah. you know what I mean no I don't think anybody said to me follow your dreams John do it yeah you know what I'm saying yeah, yeah. like so um so there was a lot of I won't say bad advice but you know, negative kind of attitudes, really. You know, but you've overcome. Oh, you've done it, which is yeah. And, and we're, and we're all the we're all the wealthier for it, which is excellent. And well, I say I tell everyone to follow their dreams and take chances and 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 you know, you know, have a go. Sure. What else would you be doing? What else would you be doing? You What's know, the point of doing anything else, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's kind of fear. there's a lot of fear and stuff, you know. But I suppose I suppose my generation there was more of that as well, you know, because. You know, there was more fear of, you know, of economic you know, poverty and stuff, you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, just just to recap, uh, John, before you let us go, because you be very generous uh, with, your, with your time. In and Out of Light is out on the 14th of October. Princess Street is out on the 16th of September. That's a, that's the single. And um, all recorded live in the Cork Opera House. It's got this terrific orchestral sound and. Um, Obviously, people, it'll, it, your fans are going to love it. Hopefully, it'll win you even more fans. Um, but before we let you go, is there any upcoming uh, gigs or uh, appearances that we'd like to, you, your audience would like to hear about? Yeah, well, all, all my gigs are on my website, uh, www.johnspillan.ie. And also, you know, my Facebook page has a lot of upcoming gigs. So there's a lot of gigs happening, you know. And um, But I, I, I won't be touring with the orchestra, you know. Um, like there's a big gig in um, the Pavilion in Dunleary coming up now in lovely. October. Great venue, um, terrific venue actually. The lovely venue, yeah, really good. So um, I, I'll be unable to bring a 24 piece orchestra, concert orchestra, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, but I, I'll do the songs and I'll do the best I can, you know. And I'll have to go back to imagining, like often I think I've played alone on, on my own with a Spanish guitar, but imagining vast orchestras and choirs of angels and trumpets and you know strings. So I'll have to go back to the imagination now, but it's 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 fabulous for me that it has been done. Yeah. You know that, that the songs have got the treatment, and it's I, I have no doubt it's going to stand the stand the test of time and just be really really well received by your fans. Um, and Don, thank you so much for joining us on on the on the podcast today. It's just been terrific to have you on. Um, and we will be, of course, promoting the album and talking about the album uh, right up until its release. But um, Hopefully, if when people hear this pod, remember, of course, uh, to support the record and support other uh, singers and folks uh, in sports, you know, because yeah. I think it's very important at the moment that we support our local bands and local artists. And uh, I think that matters yeah. a lot. Yeah, I, I've always been like into support your local rock band, support, yeah, support your local folk singer, you know, as opposed to. You know, you know Neil Young, who is brilliant as well. But you know who who is who, he's got plenty. Yeah, he's got, he's got enough, hasn't he? He's, I mean, he, I, I, he's kind of under. Yeah, 
I, I've talked Elton before. John, you know, they're they're kind of he's got he's got they're in good shape. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember yeah. I remember before seeing Joe Strummer uh, sadly taken from us at, at only age fifty, but I, I got to see him in the Olympia and and he, he had a terrific message, which was support your local bands. Yeah, yeah, terrific. Yeah terrifically solid stuff from him like you know and yeah. and i think it's a sentiment we all share so thank you very much john for coming yeah. on the show it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on the big album show thank you so much paul lovely to talk to you thanks so much dan thanks a million john you're listening to the big album show with paul and dan please remember to subscribe hit like and remember to follow us on our social media platforms at the big album show yeah.